So I've been here at IHM now just over three weeks, and it's been really good to be back here with you. I've enjoyed reconnecting with so many of you and getting more deeply involved in the parish. Last time when I was here for internship, there were none of you here. It was COVID and there was a shutdown, so this is a new experience. It's also been good to get to know the new staff members, or at least those who are new to me, and of course visiting students in the school, at the different classrooms. Of course, there are some things that are, are different now, different than when I was a seminarian, especially living with Father Troy. <laughs> the basement, well, it really hasn't changed a lot, but upstairs, I've got to tell you, I don't know who those people are, the ones that are living there. Uh, for three weeks, they just seemed really scared and, and angry every time I, I came to use the basement. Turns out Father Troy, he apparently built a new house somewhere else and he's living there, so if anyone knows where that is, please find me after Mass and clue me in. This week I was planning to be away on a retreat, and each year priests, they take time away for a retreat. They take time away from their parish, away from their assignment, their ministry. They take time to spend time with our Lord, right? time with our Lord in prayer. And before coming to IHM a few weeks ago, I was scheduled to take that time. But now that I'm here and just now getting settled in, the timing doesn't seem right. So I'll be sure to take that time later this year. But today we do have with us some students, some junior high students, and there's some high school students here who are leading them in this confirmation retreat that they've been on. They've spent yesterday and today gathered together up at Camp Roger, having fun, learning more about our faith, and they've spent time in prayer with the Lord. They've spent time face-to-face -face with him. That's what their shirts say, face-to-face. -face. That was the theme of the retreat. They've, they've spent time there with him, being strengthened by him and the good news about him, the message of the gospel, the same message that we see all over today's readings. In today's gospel, we read that Jesus, rising very early before dawn, he left and went off to a deserted place where he prayed. We shouldn't pass too quickly over that sentence because it tells us something about Jesus that we tend to forget. Jesus needed time away. He needed time on retreat, time with God the Father in a place of solitude, and silence. The deserted place, that time in unitive prayer with his Father, that was a vital part of Jesus' life. It was essential. It enabled him to do all that he did. We too, we need a place and time to escape. We need to get away from the crowd, from all those things that distract us, from the noise in our lives, we need time to get away, even from family and from friends. We need to spend time alone with the Lord. We need that time with him to keep life in perspective. We need that time with him so that we can receive from him all that we see him doing in today's gospel. That time with him so that he can renew us and heal us and make us whole. That time so that we can be given new life 
and experience his salvation. As today's gospel demonstrates, a significant part of our Lord's public ministry was devoted to healing people of their various illnesses, their various woundedness. Large numbers of people came to him either by themselves or brought by others seeking to be healed. And what's striking in this gospel passage and other passages like it where we see our Lord healing others, what's striking is the compassion with which our Lord reaches out and heals the sick. Youth, you, uh, you saw this last night. You saw our Lord's compassion in the drama that the Freedom Team presented to you. Remember, you saw that woundedness and illness, that it isn't, you saw that that, uh, that isn't the way that the Lord had created us, right? It's not the way he intended us to be. You saw that when God created us, he intended us to be whole, to be whole, and he said that his creation was good. The different parts of our person, body, mind, and spirit, they were intended to be at peace within themselves, at peace within themselves and at peace with each other. But sin, sin entered the world at the dawn of creation and upset this harmony. And once sin gained a foothold on the human race, it took root and spread like wildfire. The effect of this sin, the plan of the enemy, was to damage the beauty of God's creation. So our human nature, which was designed to be whole and beautiful and good, as I said, it became something else. It became broken and fractured. It's this brokenness or woundedness that manifests itself in different illnesses affecting our body, mind, and soul. Jesus came to pick up the broken pieces of our human nature and to put them back together again, a process known as healing or salvation. These two words are sometimes used interchangeably by our Lord in the gospel. At times they'll say, go, your faith has saved you. And other times they'll say, go, your faith has healed you. For a moment, imagine, if you will, a physical wound. Every wound involves a breaking of some kind, a tearing apart of the skin, of the underlying tissue, of blood vessels, even of bone, broken or fractured. This is, in fact, what sin does to us. It tears and wounds our nature, disfiguring all that we are intended to be. Our illnesses, they are in general a result of the collective effect of the presence of sin in the world. They are a source of pain and suffering, something God's creation was never intended to experience. Some of us suffer from physical illnesses, whether congenital or acquired over a lifetime, physical and mental handicaps, diseases of all sorts, and terminal illnesses. Many of us are afflicted by psychological disorders in varying degrees, ranging from minor phobias and neuroses to more serious behavioral problems. Even more of us are not at peace with ourselves. We may be overpowered by hatred or lust, struggling with addiction or depression, or we may be haunted by painful memories, painful past experiences. And on the spiritual level, every one of us, 
All of us, without exception, are afflicted by the disease of sin. The Holy Spirit moves us in the direction of Christ, but the enemy tempts us and pulls us back in the opposite direction, away from our Lord. And eventually our integrity breaks and we fall into sin. There's no doubt that the human condition is beset with all sorts of illnesses that diminish the quality of our life, that diminish the quality of life that we were intended to have, that we were originally created with. At times, like Job in today's first reading, we may experience life as utterly miserable and even long for death. We can easily fall into despair. But, and that's a big but, and I didn't mean that that way. I don't know why I said that that way, excuse me. <laughs> but is what I'm saying. However, <laughs> it's into that darkness of our human condition that our Lord Jesus brought new life and hope. He came so that we may have life and have it to the full. And this was the whole point of the drama, students, that you saw last night. It pains God to see the beauty of his handiwork marred by the effects of sin. It pains him to see those he loves functioning well below our full potential, a shadow of what he created us to be. That's why he feels compassion for us. That's why he wants to heal us. And more than simply healing our illnesses, he wants to destroy its root cause, which is sin. The way Jesus chose to heal us was not just by willing our healing from a distance, but by entering in, by actually taking part in our broken human condition. He became man, like us, in every way, with the sole exception of sin. And although he did not sin, he shared our nature fully in every other way and identified with us and our suffering. By allowing himself to be beaten and crucified, he took upon his own body the brokenness of our bodies. His sinless body was broken so that our bodies, which have been broken by sin, may be made whole. The beauty of his face was marred so that our beauty, which had been tarnished by sin, might be restored. The prophet Isaiah had foretold this, this truth about our Lord, about what he would endure several centuries before when he wrote those beautiful verses about the suffering servant, the book of Isaiah. He writes, he was pierced through for our faults, struck down for our iniquities. Upon him was laid the chastisement which has made us whole, and by his wounds we are healed. It had been prophesied that one of the signs of the coming of the Messiah was the widespread healing of illnesses. So the miracles of healing which Jesus worked, which we see in today's gospel, these were done out of compassion for the people, but they also helped in an indirect way to show that Jesus was the Christ, the Messiah, the one who had power over all things, power over infirmities, over illness and death, power over diseases. Jesus wants all of us to be healed, to come to him with confidence, just as the people of his own time came to him. Jesus is the intimate healer of our ills, and his healing power reaches us in a number of ways. He gives us means of healing through doctors and physicians for the healing of physical and emotional illnesses. 
doctors, nurses, physicians, they are channels of God's healing power. Through these means, we acknowledge that the Lord is our ultimate healer. On the spiritual plane, God heals us through the ministry of priests and spiritual directors, those who help to unblock any obstacles that may be there in our relationship with God. And finally, when the natural means prove inadequate for our healing, God sometimes intervenes supernaturally in response to our prayers for healing. He responds, he responds supernaturally but in, and directly, sorry, directly himself or um, through the prayers of the saints. The saints who pray for us are channels of God's supernatural healing power, just as doctors and psychiatrists and physicians are the channels of God's natural healing power. The Lord's healing reaches us in a number of ways, but all healing ultimately comes from God, comes from the Lord himself. Just as our Lord came to people who were ill, as we see in today's gospel, he comes to all of us when we are ill today. He comes with healing of the body. He comes with healing of the body sometimes, but with healing of the soul always. So our Lord has compassion on us in our illness. That's the theme of today's gospel. That's the theme of these readings. He took on our brokenness so that we may be made whole. He wants us to be healed in spirit, soul, and body so that we may grow and thrive as the whole and beautiful creation that he intended us to be. Whatever our wounds, whatever our illnesses, may we acknowledge our need for healing and approach our heavenly physician with confidence. So today, as we receive him in holy communion here at this altar, may we approach with confidence and believe the words that we will say soon. Lord, I am not worthy to receive you, but only say the word and I will be healed. May Jesus be praised now and forever.